you are listening to High TV, your place for cannabis news, insights, and information. If you're new to this podcast, you're a newbie. What's going on, newbie? Welcome to the show. Hope to see you soon. Just know when Monday morning comes and this podcast plays in your cars and your headphones, you will be the most informed person in cannabis in your circle. Stay tuned and stay high, folks. ITV. Alright, so if you're back at this episode, you're probably wondering what happened last episode. Just realize, I feel like a podcast has to evolve and has to be ever-changing. And I realize most podcasts generally just give you one type of content, right? Where we're called High TV. And much like TV, you're able to get multiple pieces of content just by changing the channel. Well, we don't have the ability to give you guys a remote to change the channel but hopefully when we upload on this high tv podcast or cannabis news podcast we give you a bit of everything you know maybe some story that we can connect with you with our ridiculous weed story from when we were 16 or give us an opinion that you guys heard on kanye west now realize there was supposed to be a news story posted last episode where the kanye west post was the last Kanye excerpt was just something I was working on for a different type of podcast. It's more so about, you know, gr- evergreen topics or just news pop culture topics. However, <laughs> I ended up clicking the one about Kanye and just left it in there. It's just like, uh, I'm telling you guys stories anyway, so might as well give you my opinion. That will be removed, not replaced by a short amount of cannabis news, but replaced by this episode, which will be a cannabis news now episode, aka CNN. So, of course, again, hope you enjoyed last episode. We know this episode's podcast or this podcast episode, don't I talk like Yoda just now, is going to be uploaded probably a day late or a couple days late. But just know we're very busy in the background. If you see on Instagram, we have events that are going on in Miami, November 15th at the Hippie Haven. If you know where that is in around Wynwood, North Miami, where it's going to be a pre-Thanksgiving bash, right? All cannabis related, infused, everything. So again, follow Hungry Nimbus if you're in the Miami area and back to the show, Cannabis News Now. Thank you for sticking through. Thank you for listening. I see you guys out there. A couple hours after I post the podcast, I'm getting listens. I'm very surprised by the numbers happening, not only first day overall, but just a few hours after I post the podcast. That's dedication. You are the MVP, all right? When you look in the mirror, just realize you are the MVP, okay? You the man or you the woman. You can still hold a little arm up and flex, you know what I'm saying? Show up the little guns real quick. All right, enough corny, enough corny stuff. That's my way of saying. Thank y'all for listening. Uh, as always, you keep this podcast going. And thank you for being so loyal on, on Instagram, some of you. Shout out to my listener out in Germany. I got the message about the Cannabis College. We're going to mention later in the episode about whether if getting a degree in medical marijuana really provides opportunities, right? And Bobby, we'll start there because I think it's a hot topic. As you know, America is very, very predatorial. It likes to prey on it likes to prey on people's ambitions, people's wants, people's needs and people's dreams. College, for instance, was something that was meant to educate the masses and to make sure you have an educated work, work ready society. However, it's turned into a luxury ticket towards a higher income. 
where even some people who have gotten degrees, especially if it's not from a name brand, which is very important when it comes to college degrees. If you go to a certain college that has a name brand, then you'll generally have a better odds at graduating because not only of the numbers of those name brand colleges are larger, but the alumni are so astute, are so high up in society, they can give you a helping hand in landing jobs. So with that being said, people have graduated with tons of debt like myself however the opportunities out there aren't promised for instance i know somebody who graduated as being a lawyer at one of these great degree great uh universities and institutions however there's a surplus of lawyers in the field right now and of course you say if there's businesses businesses there's always going to be lawyers however the jobs or the lawyer jobs that would pay the amount they're looking for just isn't there yet of course, the more experience they get, yada, 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 is the more... What's up with that, yo? In order to get this job, you have to have a certain level of experience. I need experience to get a job. How am I going to get experience if I don't have the job already? I mean, I'm complaining, but it's it's it's, it's real. It's like one of those things. You, you know, you can't eat food unless you're full. Wait, but I'm hungry now. <laughs> you can't get money unless you have a wallet full of cash but i'm broke now all right back to what i was saying so yes springfield massachusetts is a american-based institutional or international college rather that is now offering a certificate program for legal cannabis and there's another university i believe in mississippi that also allowed uh students to get their degrees or master's degree i believe no not not pittsburgh it's it's in pittsburgh rather that allows them to get a master's degree in cannabis and this is all nice and dandy but when you really think about it what opportunities does this really give you you know a master a master's degree a master's degree in medical cannabis in maryland may be offered that's why you turn your cell phone off so anyway a master's degree offered in the university of maryland sounds nice it sounds enticing because cannabis is the largest Cannabis is the fastest growing field in the United States. However, however, people are expecting, you know, grandiose opportunities to come from getting this degree. People are expecting that I'm going to get a master's in cannabis and automatically end up at a high level position. No, a lot of these cannabis companies that are corporate, the positions offered are much like other businesses that fall in this category. Cannabis right now is a consumer packaged good. It's like Unilever. It's like the people that make your toilet paper and everything like that, except cannabis is a different type of of item. So it kind of fits more into the alcohol industry, which is still a CPG, right? You have a substance, you need a bottle. Oh, CPG stands for consumer packaged goods for those people that don't know. When you go into like places like Walmart, they're full of consumer packaged goods. You have the produce aisle, you have the apparel aisle or the appliances aisles. And so there are things that are put into a package and then you buy it, right? It's a product in a package, you buy. And that's what cannabis is. It's a product, flower, concentrate, vaporizers, edibles, put into a package and you buy it. So it's very similar in corporate structure as these other CPG industries are. They have a large, large marketing department because of course you have to separate your product from another CPG product, right? You have of course the same company structure of CEO, this, that, and the third, lawyers, accountants. However, I don't see much people in these positions because I researched on LinkedIn what uh, education background they have what route have they taken to get into their position and i'm not seeing of course because it's brand new medical marijuana degrees or certificates or programs like that it may help you actually start your own cannabis business but will it help you land a job it guess it depends what, what route you're heading because i'm seeing the way people are saying that yeah i'm gonna go to college mom i'm gonna 
major in marijuana. Major in marijuana? Jim, are you crazy? <laughs> I told you, son, stop smoking that stuff. Like, seriously, people are going and going the route of going to college with the goal of getting a medical marijuana degree. Now, of course, this is my opinion. I'm not an expert in this, but just in my opinion, I just don't see the opportunities for this degree that you're going to pay for, thousands of dollars to pay for, you know, to to end up with that certification or master's degree, especially a master's degree that costs eighty to hundred thousand dollars or more to get, even though it's a two year program. I mean, it's expensive. It's really, really expensive. Now, Maryland has it. Pittsburgh has it. And it's such a niche, very, very niche degree. It's almost like getting your degree, your bachelor's degree in scuba diving. You have opportunities to scuba dive. However, you can only get jobs to scuba dive. Now, if that's your passion, of course, that's all you want. That's all you need. However, when it comes to education and degrees, that's something that I've noticed. The benefit of it is not only having one route to go to with your degree, but having several. Like myself, having a biology degree, though I might not be going the doctor route because I'm more interested in business and cannabis and marketing and things of that nature, I can use what I've learned from bad, from biology to get jobs in many different areas that either fall into the bio, biological field, the pharmaceutical business field, or a bunch of others, right? But who knows? Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the masters in cannabis is what people need. Right. They'll be hiring them in the future to be their managers of stores or be their, you know, uh, lead or coordinator or something like that. You never know. So the news stories will continue. The CDC confirms vitamin E acetates link to vaping crisis. Now, you realize when the vaping crisis, a.k.a. vape gate, people were dying left and right from vaping. They didn't know if it was the E6. They didn't know if it was a THC. They didn't know what it was. Right. People are thinking, oh, we can't vape THC anymore. It's killing the children, the children. But we all knew what was happening. If you were in the cannabis industry, it wasn't illegal vaporizers that could be killing people because those get tested for all type of microbes from fungus to bacteria to everything. Make sure that it's not poisonous or hurtful towards human beings. We knew that the people that were dying, chances are, were inhaling something else. And that something else we learned was vitamin E acetate. Now, that term isn't new. We've had an episode, two episodes about vitamin E acetate a couple episodes ago. We told you what it was. We told you why it made people sick. And we told you, you know, what the effects are long term. Well, not the effects long term, but we've learned so far about it and what the response was in industry for it, both e-cig and cannabis. For instance, Juul no longer is selling the mint Juul anymore, which is pretty uh big devastating blow to the, the cigarettes companies yes who invested 12 billion dollars into e-cigs but continuing on so they realized that vitamin e acetate is a compound that was used as a thickening agent in illegal vaporizers by of course black market vapors vaporizers even some legal market use vape vitamin e acetate as a thickener in order to stretch the product and that was was the cause of people's death. The vitamin E acetate apparently causes cancer and causes cell damage or damage at a cellular level in lungs, especially when vaped or breathed in a lot of times. And so, of course, we know what the culprit is. All these companies are staying far away from it. And I guarantee you now, all these cannabis testing companies are going to say now tested or 0% vitamin E or now testing for vitamin E as a package to sell to companies and a sticker to put on their vaporizer saying there's no vitamin E acetate. Because again, as a, as a consumer package goods, you have to put it on a package or the consumer is just going to assume it. 
So we that, that story was obvious, no need to deep dive. At least the CDC or the Center of Disease Control find out what was killing people and it was this vitamin E acetate. So what does that mean for you, the listener? Stay away from black market vaporizers that don't, that you have no clue who made it, you know, no clue what the brand is and it looks fake. Because of course, some black market vaporizers are real because I know some of these, you know, vendors or trappers or whatever fly all the way to california buy the stuff on wholesale then fly all the way back to the legal states and then sell it that way continuing on so california suspends 394 cannabis business permits 394 that's a lot of cannabis permits that means chances are if you was one of those people who you know filed for a a permit and try to get legal but then you know nothing worked you have no clue what happened chances are you fell into that 394 people who got their stuff denied basically and it looks like california is scrambling to put together the pieces of what is a falling apart cannabis industry in california now everyone thought that you know california was going to be a place where it's going to be easy it's going to be cherry pie i mean we've we've had cannabis legalized since 1996 Now, that may be the case. However, it's not what's really happening. What's really happening is these people who have gotten the permits are not following compliance. These people who are filing to be a cannabis operator are not following the rules. I mean, they're cracking down on unlicensed operators left and right. You got helicopters up in the sky, as you see on the black market XYZ on Instagram. You have raids happening at different dispensaries you have a lot of things happening right my phone won't stop ringing off the hook i apologize but at least i let you know how live the podcast is anyway distributors anyway they're issuing suspensions they're including retailers distributors and delivery services and even micro businesses who are not c to sale compliant as we told you if you're a cannabis user you have to be compliant if not they will shut you down And it's, it's really sad because you really think that you have the opportunity now to enter the cannabis business. You've been passionate about this. And it looks like it's not as easy as it seems. We told you about episodes ago about the paywall that exists to enter the cannabis industry. On an episode that says how to enter the cannabis industry, we tell you a detailed list that was generated by, you know, lawyers of a cannabis legal state. You have to have money in the bank. You have to have properties. You have to have, you know, lawyers on hand. You have to have accountants. You have to have a team in place. You know, you have to have everything literally mapped out and pay the fees to the state and and, and the fees to your county. So it's really sad. It's 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 really sad, and we expected this to happen. Of course, when 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 this when this stat came out that the cannabis black market is worth or is making triple the amount of money, or even more than triple the amount of money that the legal cannabis market is making, something has to change. That means politicians are seeing themselves ready for a, an election year. They're trying to get voted in. They're trying to make a change. They're trying to, you know, be celebrated and not be scolded upon of, of why is the cannabis in California failing? You know, like the state of California expects to make this much amount of taxes from legal cannabis but guess what? They're not coming close to their expected uh, projections. So all the funding that they thought they were going to give to schools, for the homeless, to police officers, to rehab programs, to to any type of city infrastructure was not getting the funding it needed. And of course, people were pissed off. All right. So California suspended 394 cannabis businesses permits affecting about 5% of the state's legal supply chain. 
The move will temporarily reduce the amount of legal cannabis operators in a state amid a crackdown of unlicensed operators. And the messed up thing is people were probably doing the right thing as cannabis businesses, but because they probably weren't the largest cannabis producer or cannabis business, they weren't giving the state the biggest amount of taxes. They were the little guy. They weren't really making money for California. They got shut down too. And that's a story that's not mentioned here is that it looks like there's favoritism towards the cannabis businesses who are making the most money of course as mentioned micro businesses were shut down delivery services were shut down these are cannabis businesses that are necessary for the industry to thrive however aren't producing the amount of cash now if you're a company like ease right and a company ease is like the uber for weed where instead of driving to your destination you know where you're going to get messed up they're they're delivering the messed up to you they're, they're delivering you the weed so that you can be laid back and you know what i'm saying watch tv for the next couple of hours and eat a bunch of food you shouldn't be eating that's what ease does however ease got in trouble by the state of california had to pay some type of fine and you know they have great lawyers because ease is worth hundreds of millions of dollars by investors so they get the right lawyer involved it's my opinion again Again, and they make a deal with the state of California saying that they will crack down on the unlicensed delivery services that operate in California, which is taking away business from ease. Makes total sense to me. California gets their money coming from a legal source, which means the money gets taxed and ease gets to grow its business and market share, which I'm sure similar to Massachusetts have politicians invested into those companies. Oh, California, man. We, we were rooting for you. <laughs> Imagine that meme from Tyra Banks. We were rooting for you to be the number one state in cannabis. Even though you are by revenue and by population, you are not by operation. So let's move on. Drake, Aubrey Graham, rapper from Toronto. You know him. We all know him. We've all sang a song one time or enjoyed a tune in the background. Or even some of you guys were drinking and driving. Sad, raining, playing Drake in the background, missing your ex. Oh, don't tell me it wasn't you. I know he was you. Anyway, Drake is getting into the cannabis industry, of course, in his homeland, Canada, Toronto, the 666. <laughs> they are legal in that country. And so, of course, it makes sense why someone like Drake would enter into the cannabis industry. So it looks like Drake is the latest celebrity to join forces with Canopy Growth after the hip hop star announced the funding of More Life Growth company which will be based out of the home out of his hometown in toronto ontario so he's partnering up with canopy growth of course you just mentioned he just got funding from more life and drake on wednesday posted a logo for the company to instagram and his team handed out flowers throughout the city before they before the announcement if that's not great guerrilla marketing i don't know what is so drake and his team put together this, this plan which they probably thought of way before weed was legalized in, in canada and decided, yo, we have to have a weed company. I'm Drake. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Um, we're popular in Canada. Where we make Canada cool, let's be honest. If it wasn't for Drake and the Raptors and maybe Seth Rogen, Canada wouldn't be that much cool of a place. And the fact that weed is legalized. And the maple syrup is cool. Well, they got a few reasons, okay? But Canada, for the most part, wouldn't be that cool if it wasn't for the mentioned things. So Drake decided to get in his car with his buddies, his business partners, buy a bunch of weed and literally just hand it out to people on the street. Mind you, weed is legalized. Is it legalized to stick your hand out a window and drop it off to people who are... <laughs> <laughs> people who are running running and chasing the van like it's an ice cream truck in the summertime no that's not probably legalized but for a marketing plan to give away weed and probably have some logo attached to it that is your brand that is smart because someone's going to keep that and remember the fact that they saw drake and they got weed from drake so drake is quoted as saying this 
the idea of building I can't even do a Drake voice. Let me not disrespect the man. <laughs> the idea of building, of, excuse me, the, the idea of being able to build something special in an, in an industry that is ever growing has been inspiring. More life and more blessing. Oh, Drake, Drake just is Drake all the time. Drake had like so much Jamaican sayings, but I can't even fault him because, you know, Toronto has such a Jamaican influx of culture that it's okay. So Drake's perspective, as this is Canopy Growth saying, Drake's perspective as a culture leader and entrepreneur combined with Canopy's, Canopy's growth breadth of cannabis knowledge will allow our new company to bring an unmatched cannabis experience to the global market. So it looks like Drake has partnered up with Canopy Growth. It's not a part of Canopy Growth's company. They're partnering up. Canopy has the resources. They're going to benefit from the sales of Drake's weed. And Drake is going to use his marketing genius and his leverage as being a global rapper and probably top hip-hop earner outside of like jay-z or puff daddy or something in the industry to use that and make money off of cannabis which is probably going to be sold in the u.s and also in canada u.s in the future canada right now and it's a smart move it's a very smart move you know canopy growth is the top company in the world right now when it comes to cannabis They're the, they are the largest and have the largest market cap even after all these cannabis stocks synced like nose dived into the floor canopy growth is still number one they still are what 110 they're still at like what 10 billion dollar market cap or something like that crazy market cap they're worth a lot of money and for Drake to partner with them, the biggest company in the world, he's going to have distribution, not only here, but maybe even in medical marijuana states, excuse me, medical marijuana countries in the United States, medical marijuana places and distribution in Europe, like the UK. For some reason, my brain saw the UK and just thought United, maybe United, uh, the soccer team. I can't even think right now. Liverpool. Uh, anyway, podcast coherence, failure aside. Speaking of Canopy Growth, we have CEO Bruce Linton actually has a job. You guys know we reported back then that CEO Bruce Linton was abruptly fired from Canopy Growth. No one knew why. People thought that because they have the large investment coming from the alcohol companies, that that was a plan all along. Let's invest these hundreds of millions of dollars, I think it was $300 million into this company, you know, more than a quarter billion and we'll slowly but surely take over the company so that we're still making money and we make the decisions because we're investing 300 billion so what happened when bruce linton lost a billion dollars that presented an opportunity for the alcohol industry to come in put their own ceo into the seat and now have them run a show which is exactly what happened this was in july so months later in november bruce linton now finally has a job okay he finally has a job and he's working with a company called vero health never heard of vero health but of course vero health would be more than happy to get ceo bruce linton who grew the company to the largest cannabis company in the world all right who is now working with drake and i guess bruce linton is now drinking and driving playing marvin's room <laughs> you know as he sees them partner up with drake like oh i wish i had drake but anyway, he's with this new company. So the story goes as follows. Bruce Linton, the former founder and co-CEO of Canada's Canopy Growth, has joined Vero Health as an executive chairman. The firm announced on Thursday in the role, Wilton will work closely with Vero, the CEO and founder, Kyle Kingsley, to spearhead the company's strategic decision making, capital markets activity and future partnerships. In a statement, Linton said, 
He shares Vero's ambitious vision for the future of cannabis. He said that they are the next generation of cannabis products. We'll see, because Canopy Growth isn't really known for its cannabis products, but more so its business operations. They have structured the company in a way to make them the largest cannabis company in the world by having tomato growers enter the growing industry and probably streamline and make it the most efficient possible, uh, have the money to produce the amount of cannabis cheaper for these, you know, the medical marijuana dispensaries that have to sell it. So they're going to carry their products because they're cheaper and they make more money off it. And a long list of other things, such as also having distribution like Aurora in Europe for medical marijuana states. So that's good for Bruce. Good job for Bruce. Bruce, he got his own job. He got a job back. He's not unemployed anymore. He's no longer red listed or blacklisted. And if he grows Vero Health into an unnamed company towards a company that we're all talking about, then Bruce Linton is very, very valued and very probably even undervalued for his ability. And of course, Bruce will be fighting for his proof of legitimacy and his ability to grow a company if he's able to bring his no-name company to the forefront. He's going to be proving himself. This is his pro- This is him getting broken up with, right, and is single, and now has the opportunity to show the world and social media how fly they are, you know, how happy they are now that their ex is gone and working with Drake, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're in the gym working out. They, they're dressing better clothes. They look better on Instagram, you know. <laughs> Hashtag moving on, and that's what Bruce is going through right now. So next story. We have the NY. Oh my God! Why did why did the NYPD just made me feel bad to be in New York for like five minutes? The NYPD seizes 106 pounds of legal hemp after a FedEx tip. So apparently, somebody was shipping hemp to a company in New York City. FedEx said that they caught somebody with you know a bunch a bunch of different no. They caught them with 100 pounds worth of weed and they thought they should call it FedEx because it'd be a federal case. And of course, if they let it go, there'd probably be a liability on the company. The cops came over, seized the 100 pounds, and they posed for it on camera as if it was a big, big drug bust. They're thinking they caught millions and millions of dollars worth of weed, when in reality, they probably just bought hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of hemp. <laughs> like, how do you make that mistake? Like, if, as a police officer, you have to encounter weed on a daily basis. It's almost like New York decriminalized weed and the NYPD forgot what real weed looked like. They thought that hemp, which it looks similar to weed, but not just like it doesn't have the pungent smell, isn't as sticky, isn't as frosty, you know, has all these hemp and then they have it there. So it was the story goes as follows. They released a picture. The picture gets mainstream coverage across the media because the media loves this type of stuff. Right. Oh, weed. Weed loses again. Right. And uh, the owner of the CBD company who lost their shipment that they paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for in the news and decided to post on social media, post to the news, tell the news story casters. Hey, look, that's hemp, not weed. And hemp is legalized in the United States. These guys are idiots. And as follows, the news decides to turn back on their story and talk about it. And now the police officers look stupid. I guarantee you the guy who's posing with the weed bag, who seems to be like one of those guys who gets picked on, you know, at a police academy or a police precinct. You know, police officers are all assholes and jerks. They all joke around on each other and bully each other. They're all the athletes and, you know, people who got bullied and people who just were probably weren't, you know, who didn't want to be corporate people. They were, police officers were more their, their, their thing. They're naturally athletic, gifted, and they got a chip on their shoulder. So they like to be cops and shoot people unarmed uh, as you can tell that's a trigger for me so of course i don't know what this, the follow-up is did they give the hemp back i don't know if they got the hemp back i don't think the nypd released a statement saying saying that saying that they messed up but we'll see 
NYPD, shame on you. Uh, also, we have High Times. High Times fired, what, 75 employees from the Dope magazine. So as you know, High Times is in the process of becoming a much larger company. They were just a mom and pop. They've made magazines for decades, since like the 70s, when weed looked like dirt. You know, weed looked like some Brussels sprouts that was in a sandbox. That's how bad weed looked like back in the day. Now, High Times has gotten new new investors. I mean, they wanted the public to invest in them. So you can go on High Times website. I think at the lowest you can invest was like $100. And they have over 22,000 investors with $100. And the plan was that High Times would go public and go for an IPO. And then now the stock will be bought out by a bunch of other people. However, great idea by the CEO. Great vision. But... uh, High Times makes magazines. Like, how do you how do you monetize that? I, I had my doubts on the podcast. I sounded like a hater to all you glorious listeners by saying, "What is High Times doing by getting all these investors from Instagram?" You know what I'm saying? What is your overall plan? Because right now, the way High Times make money is advertisements. You know, on the magazine, on Instagram, and social media. Uh, I guess views from YouTube. Not that much, to be honest. They make money from the magazines, of course, because they sell magazines and have prescriptions going out to a bunch of different places, probably every dispensary ever. Um, That's probably the core business. Get people to buy and subscribe to our magazines, especially companies. Next, how else do they profit? Oh, they throw large, large cannabis cup events, which I guarantee you they make a couple thousand dollars, like $10,000, $20,000, probably even $50,000 off these events because the tickets aren't cheap and the vendors, I believe, have to pay to be there as well. They probably spend money on, you know, people performing at the event, but overall, that's how they're making money. So I didn't see it as an investment opportunity. Like, where's the growth? And that proof is in the pudding because they couldn't follow IPO because they didn't meet, meet the financial threshold to go public. So high times, I don't know what you're doing, but it looks like you're cutting expenses. You're firing people from Dope Magazine. You're trying to pull shit together, you know? So it was a great idea, great foresight, but not good enough because it looks like you guys are scrambling to get back to form. So as always, folks, I know you guys were late with the news this week, but of course I told you I'm busy planning events. I'm busy with work. I'm doing a lot of different things, you know? In other news, we have head of nations federally, head of nations only federally legalized farm produces THC eye drops. So the farm was there to study cannabis on a medicinal level. A scientist involved decides to extract cannabis from the plant and produce eye drops that will allow to not get the user high, but to vasodilate the blood vessels in your eyes that cause that is very helpful for people who have glaucoma i don't know how glaucoma works on a medicinal level but something tells me that it's a robbing of blood and nutrients to a certain area of the eye that can cause glaucoma and cause blindness similar to like ray charles when he was a child with that being said that fact made me wrong (laughs) i watched the movie the other day uh i just assumed he had glaucoma but THC is a very, very helpful for glaucoma because THC, the reason why your eyes get red, folks, is because THC expands your veins into your, in your body. They expand the capillaries of your veins and it causes more blood flow, more blood flow to fill into your white corneas that is a part of your eye that gets red. That's probably why they say sex is much better for users who use cannabis because you have way more blood flowing into the areas that need the most the genitalia you know also your extremities where that are very sensitive and probably with more blood flow are more sensitive so people are asking like 
you know, do my eyes still get red with the eye drops? I'm pretty sure it does. But the fact is, you have less psychoactive activity, which is huge. I think that's important for people. Uh, another news, High Times also released their inaugural 50 honorees. So someone's going to win the award for the top female uh, in the cannabis industry. Good news. I think Danny Fontaine won last time, which is my girl from uh, Col- from Colorado who has nature's roots and she's building houses in Jamaica out of hemp. I mean, she's growing hemp all over the world, Egypt, so many states in the United States, like 16 different states she's growing hemp. List goes on and on. Danny is killing the damn game. You know, she told me if I worked hard, I could have been in her position one day, like doing something similar. But, you know, I guess I got to be hustling way more because she's killing the game and I'd love to be in the hemp industry on that level. Uh, again, CBD is poised to make $22 billion by 2022. Mind you, CBD was projected in 2017 or 2018 to be a $8 billion market. It more than doubled and is now worth $22 billion. $22 billion. All right, so CBD alone is $22 billion, and that means that cannabis is going to be worth about $30 billion. We're looking at a lot of money being made in the cannabis industry so if you're an entrepreneur you love cannabis get into the business now before it's too late uh last but not least last story of the day because i believe this is uh we're, we're cutting it long here for cannabis news now the number of banks working with marijuana businesses have leveled off thing because the stocks pot stocks on new york stock exchange have crashed and tumbled in 2019 banks and other investment i guess institutions aren't that loose-handed when it comes to giving people their money they're holding on to their money tight because it's not looking that good for cannabis industries much like most businesses released on or on on ipo in the last couple of years they're not making any profits you know and because people saw amazon was so successful not making profits but yet having a crazy cash flow and growing exponentially people were fine with the idea of not making profits with their public business so they kind of gave these companies a pass. However, these cannabis companies are not even making a profit or are having considerable cash flow to defend them not being profitable. And I, I guess if you're in a, and again, if you're in a, I can't even talk. If you're an investor, your whole goal is to donate and donate is to invest your money for the goal of making more money when you get paid out. Right. So a lot of these companies get these millions of dollars from these investors before they go public. They go public. The shares rise. Investors pull a portion of their investment and they're now making money off the other IPO, took the money out from the IPO, made their profit and are dipping. But those companies who are still there with the company, they ain't making the money they thought we were going to make. Okay, we told you these companies catfish these investors. They said, yo, we are beautiful. We are attractive. We are funny. We are great people to be around and then you went on a tinder date and it was a total opposite you got catfish they look totally different right it's like ladies a guy telling you that he's six foot tall but in reality he just rides a wheelchair no offense to people in wheelchairs but he rides a wheelchair and he's sitting down he says i am six foot tall but sitting down (laughs) setting up (laughs) laying down i'm six foot Oh, man, that's been another episode of Cannabis News Now. Thank you for tuning in, as always. We know you're a day late, but the fact that you came back to listen shows why you are the MVP, and we love you guys. If you guys have any type of information to hit us up, go on Hemp International on Instagram. That's our Instagram. Like, follow, send us a message, say anything you want. Say, like, yo, the podcast ain't as funny anymore. It's not as informative. The podcast is great. I love it. Keep doing what you're doing. Ah, the podcast is okay. I didn't like that Kanye portion. 
Either way, send us a message, hit us up. We love talking to you guys. We love that you're listening. And as always, stay tuned and stay high, folks. High TV.